Hey everybody, welcome back to Han Talks First. This is the podcast you're looking for. And I'm your host, Han, and this is the latest and greatest Star Wars podcast in the galaxy. And we got some great stuff planned for you today. Of course, we're talking about the new Star Wars hotel, the Starship Cruiser, which is getting ready to open next year. They've showed some more footage and what we can expect to see, some of the interactive experiences. So we'll talk about all of that and my thoughts on it. And then we're also going to talk about the Book of Boba Fett. We're getting closer to its release date and it's getting pretty hype. It's getting pretty hype. So we got some quotes from the cast that we're going to share and discuss. So get ready, take a seat, and let's get started. It's going to be a little bit more of a laid back show today because there's not really much stuff to talk about. And I was actually debating on if I should even do a show today. But the truth is, I'm going to be out of town next week. So I didn't want to go two weeks without having a live show. So we're here. We're going to talk about a little bit of the stuff going on. And of course, if you guys have anything you want to you know, add to the pot, we can talk about that as well. But if you're watching us live, thanks for joining us. If you're watching on the podcast uh, apps thank you for that as well be sure to subscribe rate review check out other stuff here on the channel you know we do tons of S- star wars topics and a little bit of marvel here and there and you know what's what's funny is i was actually listening back to some of the older episodes of Han talks first because recently the spotify wrapped just started going around to people and i was checking out mine for the the host of podcasts and i came across one of our most popular episodes of 2021 was episode, I think it was 63 and it was called, I gave up my hand for this. And it was about the, the deep meanings of people losing their limbs in star Wars movies. And I listened back to it and I was like, wow, you know, this, these types of topics for the podcast were something really special that I put a lot of work into and research. And it really dived into a deeper discussion of Star Wars. And I decided, you know what? I want to get back into that. And because I never wanted to just have a show where we just talk about news and comments that people in Star Wars make. I wanted to make a show that was discussing the movies and the themes, what makes it iconic, things like that. So next week, I'm going to be doing an episode all about the deeper meaning of Star Wars masks and what masks symbolize, what they mean for each character who wears one. And we're going to do a deep dive analysis on that next Sunday. So if you want, if you're looking forward to that, you know, come back next week, Sunday at noon, we'll be having another episode going into that. And it's going to be a great discussion. I already have a bunch of books and other websites that I've looked for research, and then I'm going to give my takes on it too. So you can expect that next week. I'm pretty excited about it. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much it. Today we are mainly talking about the Star Wars Hotel because a bunch of stuff was released at the Destination D23 event by Disney, 
and they showed some footage. They released some, you know, more stuff about what you can get from your money if you go to the Star Wars hotel. Look, <laughs> I'm a fan of Disney. I'm a big fan of Disney, and a lot of the things I'm going to say about this hotel are are probably going to be negative. But I don't want to try and just be a negative episode. So I'm going to share my thoughts with you, my honest thoughts. And that's the best I can do as a host of a talk show is to just give you my thoughts and articulate them in a, a well way so that you can understand where I'm coming from. But you guys can share your thoughts here too. And before we do that, we're going to get into our first segment of the show as we do every week here. And this is Star Wars Replay. Enjoy. Star Wars Star Wars Replay is where we replay major moments and events that happened this week in Star Wars history. And this week, back in 1915, Leah Brackett, one of the writers for Empire Strikes Back, was born. In 1998, the Phantom Menace trailer was released in the UK for the first time. And a lot of video game releases happened this week in Star Wars history. Back in 1996, Shadows of the Empire was released on Nintendo 64. In 1998, Rogue Squadron was released on the PC platform. In 2002, LucasArts released the video game Star Wars Bounty Hunter. In 2004, Knights of the Old Republic 2 The Sith Lords was released for Xbox. And finally, in 2006, Star Wars Lethal Alliance was released on Sony PSP. That's it for Star Wars Replay. Tune in next week to find out what major moments and events happened next week in Star Wars history. Now, I don't know if any of you or any of my listeners are old enough to remember where you were or what that feeling was like when you first saw the Phantom Menace trailer for the first time in 1998. I certainly don't. <laughs> I, I was much too young, and I don't think my love for Star Wars had quite evolved to what it is today at that point. I actually don't even remember seeing the movie in theaters or when the first time I saw the movie was. But, of course, it's a classic trailer. It changed movie trailers forever. So it's a very historic moment this week, ever since 1998 when that Phantom Menace trailer dropped. And it kind of shaped what trailers have evolved into today and made them even more important and relevant to our movie pop culture. But that was Star Wars Replay. We'll have it again next week about what happens next week in Star Wars history. So... Thank you guys for sticking around. I'm going to say hello to some people who are joining us today. Robin McFly, I am Rice Krispie, Rule Farm Boy, Merc, Max, welcome, and anyone else who is watching live who has not said hello in the chat. Um, for those of you that don't know, we are on YouTube and on Twitch. We go live every Sunday. So if you can't, you know, if you can't make it to a live show, you can also watch it on the podcast forums as well. Um, just really quickly, I want to address something that Max said in the chat. He said, um, I have, I have a question. He says, two weeks ago, you said that you heard that the J.D. Dillard Star Wars movie is still happening. So my question is, do you also know if the movie is for theaters or for Disney Plus? So, yeah. Uh, a while ago, I heard that, you know, uh, over a year ago, I think it was 2019, it was, it was announced by Deadline that J.D. Dillard, uh, a director and writer of uh, an independent film called Sweetheart and a couple other indie films was making a Star Wars movie. And that was announced. And it wasn't clear if it was for theaters or for Disney Plus, but it was speculated that it was going to center around the planet of Exegol and be kind of a horror Star Wars movie. And 
we hadn't heard anything since, since 2019. And I was sharing on my show uh, two weeks ago that I actually did hear that the movie is still being worked on. And that J.D. Dill actually at the point where he's actually starting to consider actors for the roles that he's created for the show. That does not mean it will actually happen. But to answer your question for theaters or Disney Plus, I have no idea. Can't go into details of how I know it's still done or I can't really share anything else because it would potentially my place of work <laughs> but um that's just something you kind of got to take my word for um if we reach a point where i'm able to talk about anything else more i will totally do that um but it's exciting to know that another star wars movie is still in the works and that it's potentially a horror genre interpretation of star wars so who knows we'll wait and see and sith registrars in the chat they uh, have an australia but you seem to be really positive and, you know, making your way to the light every single day. So welcome. Hopefully you can take your mind off some things and just talk some Star Wars today. So we did Star Wars replay. So let's jump on and start talking about some news. Like I said, we're going to start off talking about the book of Boba Fett because it's making tons of rounds in the press tour of magazines and stuff like that. And we're getting a lot of comments and insights to what the show is going to be about so the first thing i want to mention is this quote from ming na wen who's playing fennec shand in boba fett and she had some great things to say on how this show is going to delve more into the life the lifestyle of bounty hunters and she had this to say in the book of boba fett there will be a lot of exploration of the dynamics between boba fett and fennec shand how they complement each other and what they get out of that relationship He's someone she respects, and they have definitely bonded with him, saving her. It allowed her to realize that she might be better off not being solo anymore. Better off not being... I'm sorry. She sees her alliance with Boba Fett as a very smart move, in the sense that she'll have somebody watching her back. And even though it might be extra baggage to have to, have to align herself with someone else, the reward for her at the moment is greater. And you know, Boba died, or we thought he did, in the Sarlacc pit. So I think that both of them share those near-death experiences in common. They both have a vulnerability that they understand. So really what I take out of this is just we're really going to get a deeper relationship between Boba and Fennec. And they are, it's the book of Boba Fett, but it sounds like Fennec Shand is just as equally a co-star with Tamara Morrison, which is great. I love the character Fennec. I also really love Ming-Na Wen. I thought she did great in The Mandalorian. And it was it was cool to see her adapted into the Bad Batch series, as well, which I still never finished. And I, to be honest with you, I probably won't. Um, who knows? Anyway, this is great stuff. And in the same interview, uh, they also asked Tamara Morrison some questions. And he had this to say, talking about you know, the interviewer asked him, how is the show going to address some of the issues with the character regarding long, decade-long awaited answers about where this guy has been, how he survived the Starlock Pit, etc.? He had this to say. He said, yes, and that's where we kind of opened up too much of the can at times, I think. I did have my reservations, but hey, I trust the people I work with. 
I was so lucky I had people like Dave Filoni, who has an ability to connect with some of those dots, some of the ancient dots, and to keep that authenticity. I relied on him a lot because I'm not one of those actors that reads every comic book and every bounty hunter book. There will definitely be a number of answers, some long-winded answers, some short and sharp answers, some colorful answers, and we're filling in a lot of the gaps. Uh, just to kind of plug myself again, I did an entire episode on the Bounty Hunter's Code and what it takes to become a bounty hunter. It's called um, A Beginner's Guide to Being a Bounty Hunter. It's on the channel. It's on the podcast. Please check it out. I did a lot of research for that, and it goes into the creed, the code, how you get into the initiation test, how you can join the guild, different types of bounty hunters throughout the the long centuries of the Star Wars universe, and I'm pretty proud of it. But if you want more answers on that kind of stuff, check it out, please. Um, but as far as what he's saying here, answering questions that we've been wanting to know the answers to for decades, mainly, of course, being how the hell did Boba Fett survive the Sarlacc pit? <laughs> that is a tricky question. That's one that definitely needs to be answered. And it sounds like they're definitely getting to that from tomorrow's mouth anyway. But we've also heard, you know, Filoni and Favreau both say, that's a question that we have to answer. You know, how did he survive? So I think that'll be interesting too. And of course, it was confirmed by Robert Rodriguez that we're getting flashbacks in the series, even flashbacks to the Empire Strikes Back time, which is pretty cool. Now, here's something I want to speculate that I think would be really cool to see in this mini in this series. So it's kind of a out there theory. It it doesn't make a hundred percent sense, but I want to run this by you and let me know what you guys think. So Boba Fett was, and this is this is true, was on Tatooine during the events of A New Hope. That's where he was. And during those events of A New Hope, specifically the time where Luke Skywalker learns about the Force. Okay, go with me here. <laughs> Stay with me. When Luke Skywalker is told from Obi-Wan about what the Force is, and he has to go with him to Alderaan to save the princess, learn about his past, etc., he goes back home to find out that his aunt and uncle have died. Not only did they die... But they were disintegrated. Their skin was ripped from their bones and burnt. And they were smoking there, right? With those hilarious prop skeletons that George just threw on the set. <laughs> anyway, do you see where I'm going with this? What if Boba Fett was the guy who killed Luke's aunt and uncle? It would tie into his first introduction in Empire Strikes Back when Vader points to him and says, no disintegrations this time. Could he have been the one who killed Aparu and Uncle Owen? I think it's possible. He was there during that time working for Jabba, obviously, and Hutts. Um, it's just a cool theory. I think maybe that could also somehow tie into the obi-wan kenobi series could we see boba fett in kenobi i mean we it was also confirmed i'll get to that in a second it's possible 
let me know what you guys think of this theory. And I'll tell you a little bit about how I think it can tie in the Kenobi series as well, because obviously they want all these stuff to, you know, mesh together, right? They want all these series to come together and be one cohesive narrative. And here's, here's a slight, slight spoiler for Obi-Wan Kenobi. It's so, it's so slight. It's real. It's not even a spoiler. If you guys don't want to know, tune out for like 30 seconds. I was told that we are going to see a hut in Obi-Wan Kenobi. Not only a hut, but it's a practical effect. It's a puppeteered hut. Who knows if it's Jabba? Who knows? But I was told by someone that worked on Obi-Wan Kenobi. So it's, it's true. Now, if it is a hut, it could be Boba Fett, who is working with him. It's possible. We could see tie-ins. Who knows? But mainly... We got some words from Tamara and from Ming-Na. So what do you guys think about these comments? What do you guys, how, how pumped are you for the show? I mean, it comes out on Wednesday. It's practically three weeks away. The 29th, December 29th show comes out. So who's excited? I'm excited. I mean, they are definitely very proud of the series, the creators of it anyway. So we'll just have to wait and see. And of course, we're going to have a separate episode of a separate part of this podcast that'll just be the book of boba fett episode by episode reviews and breakdowns and that'll be separate from the hunt talks first podcast so we'll have two episodes a week starting on december 29th i'm gonna head over to the chat just saying because you guys are freaking awesome and i love to see you checking in here Merck's just coming in to say hello. Nice to see you, buddy. Great content on your page. I always look forward to your your videos. And Revan, I, Revan is definitely going to be in the discussion on next week's episode about masks and the meaning, the deeper meanings and stuff like that. So uh, thank you for that suggestion. Oh, I'd say I'm old enough to know where I was for the Phantom Menace trailer. He was 31. Rule Farm Boy remembers where he was. I bet that was amazing to see. So good job. I wish I could remember. <laughs> like I say all the time, the first movie I remember seeing in theaters for Star Wars was The Force Awakens. I have no recollection of anything before that time, which is, what does that tell you about me? I have the worst memory in the world. <laughs> um, Josh says, hello. What's up, buddy? Um, Max says, thanks for the answer. You got it, my friend. Um, Merck says, why does Marvel, I have everything in check. Oh, why does Marvel have everything in check, but star Wars is not doing so well. I am so sad. So that could be a couple of, that's a pretty big question <laughs> that I could spend a long time talking about. What I would recommend is checking out my episode from a couple weeks ago that was called Rogue Squadron uh, canceled a Star Wars story or something about that. And in that podcast episode, in that video, I talked about how the leadership of Lucasfilm is what is causing most of its problems right now. And may the main point being there's no innovation and there's no strategy. That's how I would answer your question. I think the reason why Marvel is in check is because, well, one, it didn't happen overnight, Right. They had a strategy. They started out with a two-year plan every year. 
And then once they got big enough when they were at phase two, they started doing three movies a year. <clears throat> they did three movies a year with a five-year plan. And then they got into phase three and they had what? Like six, five movies a year with a five-year plan. And today, Kevin Feige says they have a 10-year plan. And today they're doing like freaking eight movies a year plus television shows. We have four Marvel shows this year. Is it four or is it five? I don't know. To be honest with you guys, I didn't even bother watching Hawkeye. <laughs> uh, he's not a favorite character of mine and the show doesn't look that interesting to me. So I just haven't even bothered watching Hawkeye. And I haven't heard anyone say it's amazing. So unless I hear that, I'm probably not going to watch it. But yeah, that's a that's actually a great topic, Merck, for like its own separate podcast on like comparing the two, um, both Marvel and Star Wars cinematic universes. But thanks for thanks for asking. <clears throat> and Josh agrees. Marvel just has their ducks in a row. Star Wars, not so much. Yeah, Star Wars, get your ducks out of the pond and back on the I don't know the line. <laughs> Um, Josh says, do you think we will discover in season two of the Bad Batch that they have history and that's why Boba saved her in the Mandalorian? Uh, oh, Fennec Shan. That's interesting. So yeah, for those of you that don't know, Bad Batch is getting a season two. <clears throat> I don't know how the first season ended, but I did see the episodes where both, um, they were together or with Fennec Shan anyway. And that's definitely a possibility that I would love to see that. I mean, who knows? We might we might definitely see that happen. And a couple of people are saying, watch The Bad Batch. I guess I'll have to finish watching it. Um, let me see here. I think he might be helped by Tusken Raiders based on his clothing and weaponry. Yeah, I think so too. I think that's definitely a possibility. Um, and Max says, I'm really excited about the Book of Boba Fett. And I think it could be even better than The Mandalorian. I think so too. But, but what the Mandalorian has over the Book of Boba Fett for me is the episode with Luke Skywalker. Really, that's the only thing I have to compare it to with when it comes to the Book of Boba Fett is one episode of Mandalorian compared to a six episode thing of Book of Boba Fett. If Book of Boba Fett is really, really good and better than that one episode of Mandalorian, I will say it is the more high regarded show um cool so guys let's move into our main topic there was really like i said there was no news so and i really wanted to take some time and talk about this star wars hotel because man this thing is an absolute pardon my french shit show i don't know what is going on here i don't know who is involved with the creative side of this, I don't know whose idea it was to make this anyway. And I'll explain <laughs> why I'm saying this, but the, the, I think the reason why I'm a little upset about it is because it has so much potential. A Star Wars themed hotel has a crap load of potential. It really does. <clears throat> so the most recent thing that we heard about this starship cruiser hotel experience extravaganza was this 
new video footage at Destination D3 last week, where they revealed some new characters, some new footage, some photos of the campus, and also the new lightsaber training dojo. So before I actually jump right into it, I want to pull up a picture here of the prices of this hotel. We've talked about it before. And you know what? Bear with me one second because I don't have the picture ready. So let me find it real quick. But we've talked about this before on the show. But the reason I want to bring it up again is because some things have changes. There has been new updates to the prices and different options for people. But overall, it's still pretty intense. So check this out. This was recently posted. So this is the new prices of this hotel. If you wanted to go with two people, two guests per room, that is equivalent to $1,209 per guest per night. So a grand total, that would be $4,800. Now, if you wanted three people per cabin, that's almost $5,200. And if you wanted to go with four people, it's almost $6,000. So really, we're looking anywhere from $4,800 to $6,000 to stay at this hotel for two nights. For two nights. That's the prices. That's pretty. That's one of the most expensive hotels, not only at the Walt Disney World parks, but also in all of Florida. It's, it's outstanding. Now, some of this includes... Admission to other places such as Galaxy's Edge, Olga's Cantina, things like that. It comes with experiences, but there are some experiences it does not come with, such as their new lightsaber training dojo, which you have to pay an extra couple hundred bucks to do. But with this, of course, you get the new retractable lightsaber that was announced months ago with a video clip. But now they actually showed footage of the actual dojo itself And what that training is going to be like. And it's essentially you just standing in a room with about 15 to 20 other people. Standing in a little circle while laser beams shoot at you. And you just have to hit them with your lightsaber blade. Now, if you guys haven't seen the video, it's it's nothing really amazing. It's really not. It's this blue domed room. And the laser beams... They, they, they just shoot at you. It's just a little laser. It's like a little laser pointer shooting at the wall. And all you got to do is hit it. It really does not look cool. <laughs> if, you, if any of you have played Star Wars VR, any of the VR games with Star Wars, except Rogue, Rogue, uh, Rogue Squadron. Yeah, except that one. The lightsaber experience in those is so much better. The dojo experience in Vader Immortal, the using a lightsaber in Galaxy's Tales from Galaxy's Edge is amazing. And you would think a live action experience of it would be similar to that, but it's really not. And it doesn't look that fun, to be honest with you. The video really didn't awe, awe me at all. It just it looks like a disappointment. Again, the potential it has can be so great. But the production design of the room itself is just a a little circle room. There's nothing special about it. There's no windows to look at the stars. There's no like characters around. 
anyway, that was released weeks ago that I just decided never to talk about it because it wasn't, there was nothing to talk about. But now they also released new footage of this new character called Gaia, <clears throat> which I think is also the brand name of food seasoning, by the way. <laughs> <clears throat> well, this Gaia does not hit my flavors as well. I tried to make a pun. It didn't work. Anyway, so this new character, Gaia, is apparently <clears throat> a new singer at the hotel. And this is the official press report of her. Gaia's music can certainly be heard in Olga's cantina. The announcement alluded to a stranger role for Gaia, as she is a galactic superstar performing as a cruise performer. And it was hinted that she will play a role in the story and that her presence on the hal Halcyon is for a higher purpose. So obviously this whole hotel experience is that you're living a story. You're you're living in a story for two days or something like that. And there is some kind of narrative that you can follow if you go through the hotel, do all the events, etc. And apparently Gaia is one of those experiences. She's one of those um, characters on this narrative. <clears throat> and there's nothing wrong with the look. There's nothing wrong with the song, which I'll play you guys the song in a second with video footage if you're watching this on video. I'll share you, with you what my problems are after you see and hear this because I think we're going to be on the same page with why this does not work for Star Wars. So I'm just going to go ahead and play the clip that they presented to everybody at Destination D23. And let's hear what you guys have to say about this. So this is the official... Uh, song, dance, performance of Gaia at Star Wars Star Cruiser Hotel. So that's just a small segment from this performance. Like I said, there's nothing wrong with the song. There's nothing wrong with the music, the voice. There's nothing wrong with the actress or anything. What I do have a problem with is none of this felt Star Wars to me. It actually feels a hell of more lot like the fifth element. If any of you have not seen the fifth element, well, basically just go look at pictures of the new Star Wars hotel and that's the aesthetic. If you're watching the video stream, I'm showing a picture right now of one of the rooms at the hotel, and it looks exactly like the fifth element. It looks like Lilu's room or Bruce Willis's room from, <laughs> from the movie. It does not look like Star Wars at all. We've talked about this before. We've talked about my problems with the Star Cruiser Hotel how it looks and feels nothing like Star Wars, how the prices are outrageous. You can watch that episode. It was done a couple months ago once they announced everything. It was a very long discussion. We broke down everything. Go check that out if you haven't seen it. But this really does not feel like Star Wars to me. 
again, the song is fine, but the beat behind it, the little electronic um, pop music, it's not that I need John Williams' score or romantic era orchestration behind a performance, but it feels a lot like the special edition uh, songs that were into uh, Return of the Jedi. You know what I'm talking about? I'm never going to do that again. Don't worry. But it reminds me of that. It just totally doesn't fit the tone at all. Now, it might fit the tone of this hotel because the tone of the hotel does not fit the tone of Star Wars. But again, missed opportunity, I feel. I think they need a cantina band. Have live music. You sell the instruments at Galaxy's Edge. Make our instruments look like the ones from the cantina band and have jazz playing there. I forget what type of jazz it was called, but the Star Wars term for it is jizz. Don't hate on John Williams. He was, you know, jizz was the same meaning back in the 70s. Give him some slack. But they should play jizz music in... (laughs) That just sounds so bad. (laughs) They should play jizz music in... (laughs) In the Star Wars Hotel. God, I can't say that with a straight face. Anyway, what do you guys think about this new Gaia and her performance? Again, I just, I don't see it. I, I don't think it works. Now, I forget what this species is called. I, I, I don't think she's a Twi'lek. But yeah, Gaia. Maybe she comes around. Now, this is a performance done at dinner. So maybe she comes around and she serves Gaia seasoning with your food. Who knows? They also released all the the food that you can get at the Star Wars Hotel Diner, which isn't worth talking about. But if you guys want to check it out, it looks really, really yummy. Uh, I'm not going to lie. It looks very appetizing. Good stuff. Um, But one thing I saw Josh mentioned in the comments was no normal person can afford this. (laughs) You're absolutely right. Again, I'm pulling up these prices. Anywhere from $4,800 to $6,000 for two nights at a hotel that doesn't even include getting to go to Disney World. Look, this hotel has so much potential. But right now, it has the most potential to be the biggest mistake Star Wars Disney has made with this intellectual property. It really does. One thing someone was mentioning here was, you know, they Max said he didn't see the video about the hotel, but he just heard that it looks really bad. Twitter shitted all over this thing when it came out. Apparently, the video was heavily disliked and the comments were outrageous. A lot of them weren't toxic like we're used to. They were just fair criticisms, kind of like how I'm... Well, how I hope I'm giving it to you now. But they were pretty much saying how this really doesn't look like Star Wars. It doesn't feel like Star Wars. It feels like the fifth element. A lot of the costumes look like they're out of Star Trek. When I can compare things closer to another franchise than I can what you're trying to be, that tells you you didn't do your job correctly. I understand wanting to create new things in the universe, but you have to go based on the blueprints and what has come before. This is this project, the Star Wars Hotel, is something that 
would have really benefited from the creative guidance of George Lucas. Think about it. George Lucas is out there right now making his own museum that looks way more Star Wars than this hotel. And the museum isn't even Star Wars focused. I think they definitely should have consulted him on this. Who knows? Maybe he didn't even want to. But this is the same mistake I see happening that happened with Galaxy's Edge and how I don't really think that feels like Star Wars. But this is even 10 times worse. The hotel, it's a massive expense. They're spending a lot of money on stuff. And I really don't even think it's worth it. Now, what really shocks me, what surprises the hell out of me is that the pre-reservations for the hotel are sold out. They're sold out for like the first year. I don't know how. I don't know how some people can afford it. As Max says, these prices are just crazy. I'm, I'm not going to get to go to this hotel. I'm not going to spend that kind of money to go to a hotel in Florida. And a it's going to also cost me a plane ride to get out there and uh, money for a car and all that kind of stuff. It's just, it's unreasonable. It's, it's totally unreasonable. And there's not even a, a soft opening price. Like when you first open a hotel in the soft opening and you have discounted prices so people can come check it out, write reviews, all that kind of stuff. These are the prices. This is what it's going to be. And it's just going to get even more, more expensive over time. It blows my mind. It really blows my mind. And I, I really haven't seen anybody say this looks great, which is concerning. Because if we keep having major mistakes and major misdirections, such as the Star Wars Hotel, that, that people don't like or complain about, it's going to affect us getting bigger and greater things later. I mean, look at the movies. Star Wars is going in a television route for its future. We're going to start getting less and less movies and less focus on movies. And that's not just Star Wars. The whole industry is moving to streaming and television focus, which there's nothing really wrong with, but Star Wars is a movie franchise. But now that's changing. And if we keep having big mistakes as Galaxy's Edge and the Star Wars Star Cruiser Hotel, it's just going to affect us getting other experiences later such as a revamping of Galaxy's Edge. Who knows? And it's already too late in the process for them to kind of go back and remake this hotel, do things better. They'll have to do it over time, and they'll have to spread their budget so it won't be anything major or massive. And um, I'm going to go into the comments and see what you guys are saying about this. Um, Sith Care Bear says, it really is a dumpster fire of stupid. <laughs> That's funny. Max says, I haven't seen... Oh, you already got that. Okay. Um, Real Farm Boy says, there is a whole podcast crew all set to go on the Maiden launch. Thank the Maker podcast. I have not seen... I have, no, I have never heard of Thank the Maker, but now I will Now I will check them out. Thanks for that, Real Farm Boy. And somebody's excited for it if it's booked up for three months. Yeah, you're right. Um... It's, it's completely booked for its opening, which, again, blows my mind. And it really makes me question, like, who are these people? Because I don't see, I really don't see any positivity about this place. And again, if there are people excited, that's fantastic. Um, I'm just having a hard time finding it.
song has nothing for wars. Bear with me, guys. My screen is kind of freezing up here. Um, Max said, Will, I said a few months ago, the door looks like Star Wars. Okay, yeah, the door frame. We did talk about this months ago. The door frame almost looks like Star Wars. Borderline looks like Star Wars. You're right. So we're saved. Thank God. <laughs> um, I think you mean Jedi Rocks. Oh, that was the that was the name of the song, right? From um, Return of the Jedi, Jedi Rocks. Yeah. Rule Farm Boy confirms that was a Twilight. Okay, thank you, Rule Farm Boy. All right, so that that's really all I had planned for today. Again, actually, do you guys want to see something really special? Really special. I wasn't. I had no plans on showing this today, but you know what? I we have some extra time. I'm going to share this with you guys. This is, you all know that, you know, I'm a filmmaker and I just recently filmed my first official short film and it got accepted into some festivals and it's still making its festival rotation. It's not public yet. It can't come out until next year, but I have a poster, an official poster. Last, like a couple weeks ago, I showed you guys a graphic or a screenshot but uh, I officially have a poster for this. It's kind of a name reveal, which kind of sucks because <laughs> I wanted to do a special video at like a certain amount of subscribers for a name. But anyway, I'm still Han to all of you out there. But this is the poster for my, my short film, Dawn, which hopefully will come out in summer of 2022. And this just got made... Uh, this weekend and I think it looks pretty cool and hopefully I get to share some more screenshots of it with you guys when it comes out if you guys who are watching the video feed see this I'm very curious to hear what you think this movie is about because it it, it really doesn't tell you anything just by looking at the poster but I think it's a cool poster anyway uh, that was that so Guys, I think that's the show for today. I can't thank you guys enough for, for joining us. Sith said that is epic. Thanks, Sith Care Bear. You're epic. Um, thank you guys for joining us today. Like I said, next week's going to be a very special episode because I'm going back to what this podcast was originally intended to be. I'm doing an episode about the masks of Star Wars. The deeper meaning of masks, the themes, the symbolisms, what they stand for. And it's uh it's going to be a deep dive into that. And because we're we're at that point right now where there's really no news, there's nothing that's going to come out in the next couple of weeks that we can talk about. And I want to get back into having real topics on the show, real discussions. And I mentioned last week that I was going to do a Spider-Man podcast episode with uh two buddies of mine. We ran into scheduling issues. Um we all had conflicting times that we could do it and we're all in different parts of the country. So we're trying to synchronize our time zones, but it's pretty hard. But I was talking with them today, earlier last night, actually, and we are still definitely going to do it and talk about Spider-Man No Way Home and the whole entire franchise, the whole entire idea of Spider-Man, because these guys are big Spider-Man fans and we will... Hopefully we'll do that soon. We're thinking maybe Tuesday night, 
maybe. Uh, we have to wait and see, but I'll let you guys know if and when that actually happens. Uh, thanks, Max. It says the poster looks pretty good because it doesn't reveal too much. That's the idea. And if you, when you guys get to see it, you'll find out the poster actually tells you everything, which is kind of cool. It's like a hidden thing. Uh, Sith Carebash says the masks of Star Wars will be an excellent topic to dig into. Thank you. I, I'm looking forward to it. It's something that I've had in my catalog of Star Wars topics for a really long time, like months. And I just haven't done it yet because it's a big topic. There's a lot to discuss. So we're going to do it next week. So again, thank you guys for being here. Again, you could check us out on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon, Stitcher, Overcast, wherever you listen to podcasts. If you could, if you want to rate and review, it helps me out so much. And subscribe to this YouTube channel because we do videos all the time. And we'll be back next Sunday discussing more Star Wars. And every Sunday there after that. I hope you guys have a great week. I hope you had a good Thanksgiving. And I hope you're getting ready for the holiday season. Because this is when this is the time of year when people go absolutely crazy. For no reason. It's when people get frustrated. People get stressed. People become pissy. It's, it's really annoying. So what I'm saying is don't let it get to you. You know, stay positive. It's supposed to be a good time of the year. Um, stay focused on you and just, you know, go watch Star Wars. That always makes me feel better. And you have, you have the book of Boba Fett to look forward to. So there's that. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for being here. I will catch you guys next week. But until then, somehow, someway, somewhere this week, may the force be with you. So who talks first? You talk first. I talk first. Oh.